0: Loving Father in heaven, thank you Lord for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. Thank you Father for protecting us through the night. We understand very clearly that this privilege of life is not given to us because of any righteousness or holiness of ours. But we know it is your love and your mercy bestowed upon us. Therefore we worship you and say glory be unto your name. We ask Father that the lives you have given graciously to us shall be used to bring praise and glory to your name. To that end, Lord, we pray that you meet us at the point of our needs. Grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit as you have promised in your word that anyone who asks for the Holy Spirit that you will give. We stand on this promise and believe that you are granting to us this wonderful gift. Especially do I ask for the Holy Spirit that you may put your words in my mouth. That the words spoken shall spread abroad and be a blessing to everyone who listens, that we may be built up into the image and character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Do this, Lord, and take the glory. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, April 7. Undernourished souls, they soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness, and tempted God in the desert and He gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. Psalm chapter hundred and six verse thirteen to fifteen whenever their appetite was restricted. The Israelites were dissatisfied and murmured and complained against Moses and Aaron and against God. God gave the people that which was not for their highest good, because they persisted in desiring it. They would not be satisfied with those things that would prove a benefit to them. Their rebellious desires were gratified, but they were left to suffer the result. They feasted without restraint, and their excesses were speedily punished. Large numbers were cut down by burning fevers, while the most guilty among them were smitten as soon as they tasted the food for which they had lost it. God might as easily have provided them with flesh as with manna, but a restriction was placed upon them for their good. It was his purpose to supply them with food better suited to their wants than the feverish diet to which many had become accustomed in Egypt. The perverted appetite was to be brought into a more healthy state, that they might enjoy the food originally provided for man, the fruits of the earth which God gave to Adam and Eve in Eden. It was for this reason that the Israelites had been deprived in a great measure of animal food. Satan tempted them to regard this restriction as unjust and cruel. He caused them to lust after forbidden things because he saw that the unrestrained indulgence of appetite would tend to produce sensuality and by this means the people could be more easily brought under his control. The author of disease and misery will assail men where he can have the greatest success. Through temptations addressed to the appetite, he has to a large extent led men into sin from the time when he induced Eve to eat of the forbidden fruit. It was by this same means that he led Israel to murmur against God, intemperance in eating and drinking, leading as it does to the indulgence of the lower passions, prepares the way for men to disregard all moral obligations. When assailed by temptation, they have little power of resistance. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is undernourished souls our key text is taken from the book of psalm chapter 106 verse 13 to 15 and it says they soon forgot his works they waited not for his counsel but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted god in the desert and he gave them their request but sent leanness into their soul we are looking at the hebrew wilderness um, travels the exodus from egypt down to canaan that god had promised his children he would grant to them he would give them the blessing that he promised to abraham and here his children moving from egypt to canaan represent for us today our journey coming out of sin into righteousness and finally to eternal life As we go on our journey, just like the Israelites, we will encounter various obstacles that the devil will bring so that it will prove to be a hindrance for our movement and that we may not make it finally into Canaan. To think that eventually we're going to find out that of all the people who came out of Israel, 600,000 men excluding women and children and that's even excluding the mixed multitude the 600,000 men were the Israelite men. Of all these people, the adults from 20 years upwards, only two will eventually make it, Caleb and Joshua. It teaches us a lesson that we should also watch ourselves. The reason these things were written is for our learning so that we can watch and observe. What did they do wrong? What did they do right? How can we be able to to uh, identify the tools that the devil used to ensure that they did not make it and today we are going to see once again one of the tools that the devil uses uh, to hinder our progress heavenward to hinder our progress from sin to righteousness to to the kingdom of god so we are going to look at another obstacle and as we see this obstacle it is for our good we are at a better advantage than they were because we can look back at the stories of so many other people and how the Lord has dealt with them and the way the devil has walked in the past and when we see it, we, we, we have a light shining on our pathway. We have God directing us unlike it was for them. We are advantaged. So today, we are looking further at the story. The children of Israel, having sinned against God in the issue of their idolatry, remember that the Lord wanted to destroy them and he was not joking. The Lord had seen. Something that Moses did not see. And today, we are going to see that thing that Moses did not see. The Lord saw that these these people, there was no going back for them. Their rebellion was clearly something that will never stop. Their complaining was something that will always continue to happen. In one of our devotions, we had read in the Spirit of Prophecy, Volume 1, page 200, and 45, paragraph 1, it says, God saw that the children of Israel, especially the mixed multitude, were continually disposed to rebel, and by their works provoke him to destroy them. He knew that they would murmur against Moses when in difficulty and grieve him by their continual rebellion. He proposed to Moses to consume them and make of him a great nation. Here the Lord was testing moses so my point is god already knew he could see it and and how did he know we'll we'll read something to that uh, end soon but now we are going to see it revealed that god already knew these people were a stiff-necked people that's what he said about them that's god's testimony about them and i hope that god is not going to say the same about us but there are things we will do that the lord will say to us we are a stiff-necked people that's what if we repeat what the children of israel did now let us read from the book of numbers 11 from verse 1 it says and when the people complained it displeased the lord and the lord heard it and his anger was kindled and the fire of the lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp and the people cried unto moses and when moses prayed unto the lord the fire was quenched and he called the name of the place because the fire of the Lord burnt among them, now you will think that these people who we had just read about in uh, exodus thirty three who had just done idolatry, who when the Lord told them that He would not go with them again, but that they would go by themselves to Canaan, and He wouldn't go with them. You would think that after that morning for that day, after Moses had pled for them and the Lord finally said, My presence shall go with thee, you, you would think that they would get repentant. But this is the same hardness of heart that is happening to them that happened to Pharaoh. Remember that even they had a hard heart, they provoked the Lord. Their heart was hardened and the the reason is if you keep seeing the glory of God, the goodness of God and seeing the light and truth of the Lord, if you are not softened by it, I repeat as we have done before, you will be hardened. And this is the reason why the children of Israel still continued to complain and rebel. They had already sowed the seed of rebellion in themselves and they were getting the results reaping the fruit of rebellion they had sown it by disbelieving and distrusting the lord and it was repeating itself over and over again we need to be careful now we see them complaining again the lord this time burnt them and moses pled for them why did the lord do this patriarchs and prophets page 377 paragraph 3 tells us after three days journey open complaints were heard these originated with the mixed multitude. And by the way, we're going to look at the mixed multitude first before we go into other things today. These originated with the mixed multitude, many of whom were not fully united with Israel and were continually watching for some cause of censure. The complainers were not pleased with the direction of the march and they were continually finding fault with the way in which Moses was leading them. Though they well knew that he, as well as they, was following the guiding cloud, the satisfaction is contagious, and it soon spread in the encampment and hmm. Of course, how true these words, the next incident that followed is a living proof. You see when the Lord sent that fire among them, and it displeased him, it's because they were just complaining about nothing. What were they complaining about the leading the direction that the, they were moving and It was moses they were complaining about when they, they knew very well that moses himself was just following the cloud wherever the cloud moves that's where they move going on numbers 11 reading from verse 4 it says and the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lost in and the children of israel also wept again and said who shall give us flesh to eat we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away. There is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. Reading again from verse 10, it says, Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families. Every man in the door of his tent, and the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased, and Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all these people upon me? Have I, have I conceived all these people? Have I begotten them, that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom, as a nursing father beareth the suckling child unto the land which thou swearest unto thy fa- their fathers? When should I have flesh to give unto all these people? For they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear all these people alone, because it is too heavy for me. And if thou deal thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand. If I have found favour in thy sight, and let me not see my wretchedness. And the LORD said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with me and i will come down and talk with thee there and and i will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee and that thou bear it not thyself alone so here we see god answering um, moses prayers and eventually the Lord said he was going to give them what they wanted. The Lord called the seventy, gave them, took off the spirit that was in Moses and put upon them. And eventually he gave to them what they wanted, which was the flesh. Reading now from verse 31, it says, And there went forth a wind from the Lord and brought quails from the sea and let them fall by the camp. As it were a day's journey on this side and as it were a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp and as it were, two cubits high upon the face of the earth. And the people stood up all that day, and all that night, and all the next day, and they gathered the quails. He that gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. Hmm, what a story. In between this story was where the Lord called the 70 elders and took off the spirit of Moses and gave to them. But the first lesson we can learn from this story is once again we have to look at the effect of the mixed multitude. Reading from Spirit of Prophecy, volume 1, page 243, paragraph 2, it says, It was the mixed multitude that came from Egypt with the Israelites who were the principal movers in this dreadful departure from God. They were called a mixed multitude because the Hebrews had intermarried with the Egyptians. The children of Israel had seen Moses ascend up into the mount and enter into the cloud while the top of the mountain were all in flames. They waited for his return every day and as he did not come from the mount, as soon as they, ex- they expected he would, they became impatient especially where the believing Egyptians who left Egypt with a Hebrew host, impatient and rebellious. This now is referring to the initial incident in the idolatry. Take note that it was the mixed multitude that were the problem. Now again, in this situation, reading say, the same spirit of Proverbs 1, page 281, paragraph 1, it says, They became weary of the food prepared for them by angels, and sent to them from heaven. They knew it was just the food, God wished them to have, and that it was healthful for them and their children. Notwithstanding their hardships in the wilderness, there was not a feeble one in all their tribes. Satan, the author of disease and misery, will approach God's people where he can have the greatest success. He controlled the appetite in a great measure from the time of his successful experiment with Eve in leading her to eat of the forbidden fruit. He came with his temptations first to the mixed multitude the believing Egyptians and stirred them up to seditious murmurings. They would not be content with the healthful food which God had provided for them. Their depraved appetites craved a greater variety, especially flesh meats. The murmuring soon infected nearly the whole body of the people. At first, God did not gratify their lustful appetites, but caused his judgments to come upon them and consumed the most guilty by lightning from heaven. Yet this, instead of humbling them, seemed only to increase their murmurings. When Moses heard the people weeping in the door of their tents and complaining throughout their families, he was displeased. Now, you see that this mixed multitude, indeed, they had a power to cause the other people, the children of Israel, to also fall into sin. Satan has always walked by inciting rebellion and sedition against God and his faithful ministers. From one trial to another, Moses remained faithful to God. It was a sore trial for him. But we need to be careful of the mixed multitude as we are going on our journey. There are going to be people who are half-hearted, who do not really believe. Remember that the mixed multitude left Egypt not because they were in bondage. They didn't leave Egypt because they wanted to come out of bondage and the place was not good for them. If it was left for them, they would stay there. It was the Israelites that cried unto the Lord for deliverance. If someone has not seen the bondage of sin and yet is claiming that they want to follow God because of a better country so called, because they want to go to heaven, they will keep complaining on their journey. Why? because they have not yet hated sin. So it was with the mixed multitude, always thinking about the past, always talking about Egypt, always remembering this and remembering that. I want to read something concerning the sowing of evil seed because that was what they did. If it was not in this issue of diet, in other matters like in the idolatry they committed and the complaining after that, they affected the children of Israel. We should be careful that we are not affected by discontented people on this journey by people who are grumbling who have not seen the the evil of sin and always talking about how they want to go back to it thinking that the world has something to offer reading from review and herald august 24 1897 paragraph one it says lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet lest that which is lame be turned out of the way but let it rather be healed Follow peace with all men and the holiness without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. These words should teach us to be careful how we snap the thread of our faith by dwelling on our difficulties, until they are large in our own eyes and in the eyes of others who cannot read our inner heart's life all should remember that the conversation has a great influence for good or for ill." End of quote. This is what we should have in mind. The words we listen to and the words we say, they have an influence and what the, the mixed multitude were saying in their complaining, it had an influence for evil on the children of Israel. For in their complaining, it was the, the, the children of Israel caught of the same spirit and in catching of that spirit they sinned against God also because of their complaining, and that is how we also should be careful lest we also sin against God in listening to the dissatisfied ones and hearing their complaints. We read in Conflict and Courage page one hundred and three paragraph five. Satan tempted them to regard this restriction, that is the restricting of the flesh diet, as unjust and cruel. He caused them to lust after forbidden things because he saw that the unrestrained indulgence of appetite would tend to produce sensuality, and by this means the people could be more easily brought under his control. So they did not know that it was the devil behind this, and we know today that we should not allow the devil to. Uh, have take advantage over us. Beware and avoid people who spread dissatisfaction against God's ways. People who speak of the past old life of sin as something to be missed. People who point to the present journey and life of righteousness as a drudgery and make it look like it has no benefit in it. These are the people we are to be careful about. They work by the same principle by which Satan walked in heaven. They spread a root of bitterness in the camp whereby many become defiled. They bring to the notice of others insignificant things that actually mean nothing. They misrepresent the good acts of God and his faithful ministers. They make that which is good appear as a terrible discomfort and a bad thing. They have the skill to use words to make you feel bad about your decisions that you will begin to see evil as good and good as evil. Beware of such people people. We need to be careful. People who will come to meet you and ask you, "Ah, look at you, are, you are growing lean because you have started following the health reform as if you are supposed to be fat in the first place. What are you using fat to do?" is to, to clog your arteries so that you can get heart disease and cancer and many other lifestyle diseases also when you decide to follow the lord in keeping his sabbath there are others too who come and meet you and say oh you're going you're going to lose something how are you going to graduate from school now and you don't write exams on sabbath they are this is a mixed multitude they are coming to bring to your knowledge the things that were in the past and also trying to make you feel like the pathway you are going is very difficult whereas there are so many things to thank god for only the only thing they would see are things that are not even disagreeable but the things which are all right but they will make it look as if it is disagreeable what was it that the mixed multitudes were complaining about was anything wrong with the manna no it was actually good it was sustaining their health they were in perfect health But even in that, they were able to twist it to such a way that it looked like a bad thing. Be careful, brothers and sisters. I do not know what part of your journey you are in, what stage of your journey you are in or what the Holy Spirit is ministering to you today. I cannot give every example, but be careful not to listen to any brother or sister, whether it's your family member, husband, wife, children, or your parents who will want to present to you. the. Way, uh, the difficulties of the way you are moving or even make it look like there is difficulty when there is none be careful not to listen when they try, try to tell you oh you're going to miss this and you're going to miss that and you're going to be this and you're going to be that and paint a very bad picture in your imagination to make you think that the way the lord is leading you is hard whereas there's a lot to thank god for turn your mind away from such people and dwell on the good things that the lord is doing for you this is a very important lesson for us on this journey if your mind is not stable you will immediately catch the spirit of the mixed multitude and begin to complain especially if you are the envious type they will point you to someone else who is on the same journey and they will say look at this person is this person not doing well or they will tell you oh these people these these people who you are following this journey who you are uh, that you are going on now they are going to abandon you along the way can't you see how this person also left this journey you cannot continue because it is difficult you are going to fall along the wayside it's better you stop it now they are trying to make the journey look bad they are the mixed multitude even if it is your father even if it is your mother even if it is your wife or your husband these verily are the mixed multitude and you must identify them for what they are don't let emotions get in the way and you say oh it's my mother it's my brother my sister yeah it's your brother it's your sister but he is also that mixed multitude the moment they start to insinuate those doubts into your mind and bring those things to your knowledge which are not bad but they are painting it as if it is bad they cannot rejoice in the way they are not happy with the decision you have made to move on and they themselves may claim to also be in the same journey with you as the mixed multitude were but their constant complaining should make you avoid them or rebuke them they are constant complaining. People who are always complaining of how they look, how this, how they've lost this, how they've lost that because of the decisions they made in following the Lord. Such people, be careful, lest it give the same. They sow a seed in your mind, and the root of bitterness spring up in your own heart. That is the first lesson that we should learn from here. And another lesson we should learn is be careful what you wish for. The children of Israel, along with a mixed multitude, requested for something that was not good for them. Here, reading from Spirit of Prophecy, Volume 1, page 284, paragraph 2, we are told, In this instance, the Lord gave the people that which was not for their best good, because they would have it. They would not submit to receive from the Lord only those things which would prove for their good. They gave themselves up to seditious murmurings against god and against the lord against moses and against the lord because they did not receive those things which would prove an injury to them their depraved appetites controlled them and god gave them flesh meats as they desired and let them suffer the results of gratifying their lustful appetites Burning fevers cut down very large numbers of the people. Those who had been the most guilty in their murmurings were slain as soon as they tasted the meat for which they had lost it. If they had submitted to have the Lord select their food for them and had been thankful and satisfied with the food of which they could eat freely without injury, they would not have lost the favor of God and then be, then be punished for their rebellious murmurings by great numbers of them being slain you see there are two things we get from here first of all be careful what you ask for because in god's form of leadership we see it occur several times you remember when moses had left and was going to egypt and there was an angel along the way that was about to slay him because he had not done something right remember when balaam we'll look at that story later in the future balaam was someone who in his heart there was something he wanted even when the lord had told him This is not what is good for you. Stay here. Because in his heart he wanted to go and cost the children of Israel because of the money anyway. He requested and asked again of the Lord and the Lord told him go. But along the way, an angel was waiting to slay him. Now, we also remember this one. Now, the story of uh, Hezekiah. Hezekiah was supposed to die and the Lord told him, You are going to die, you are going to rest. And he pleaded with the Lord, Oh, grant me more years. I have done this, I have done that, and he felt the Lord was making a bad decision for him. The Lord granted him his request and granted him 15 more years. But then, is it well with us when the Lord has told us, this is what is best for you, for us to say, no, Lord, please make it easier for me, or this and that. Remember the story of Lot. Lot was told also to go to the mountains. Lot requested that he wanted to go to Zohar. The Lord granted it. The Lord granted Lot his request. The Lord granted the children of Israel their request when they said they wanted a king. The Lord granted Hezekiah his request when he said he wanted more years. The Lord granted Moses his request when Moses said I cannot bear it alone and God gave him 70 more people. And by the way, it was not the best decision. The Lord granted the children of Israel their request and granted Balaam his request. But was it for their good? No, it wasn't. We should learn the lesson of submitting to the will of God. God knows best. We shouldn't be suggesting for the Lord alternative plans as if we know what is best for ourselves. Even Moses, affected by the murmuring, requested for something that was not for his best good. He complained as though the Lord wasn't going to, uh, didn't know his plight. The Lord who made him to be the ruler the leader of the children of Israel knew that he could do it he requested for help shows that he was distrusting god at that time now reading from patriarchs and prophets page 380 paragraph 1 it says the lord hearkened to moses prayer and directed him to summon 70 men of the elders of israel men not only advanced in years but possessing dignity sound judgment and experience and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation he said that they may stand there with thee and i will come down and talk with thee and i will take of the spirit which is upon thee and will put it upon them and they shall bear the burden of the people with thee that thou bear it not thyself alone. The Lord permitted Moses to choose for himself the most faithful and efficient men to share the responsibility with him. Their influence would assist in holding in check the violence of the people and quelling insurrection. Yet. Serious evils would eventually result from their promotion. They would never have been chosen had Moses manifested faith corresponding to the evidences he had witnessed of God's power and goodness, but he had magnified his own burdens and services almost losing sight of the fact that he was only the instrument by which God had wrought. He was not excusable in indulging in the slightest degree the spirit of murmuring that was the curse of Israel. Had he relied fully upon God, the Lord would have guided him continually and would have given him strength for every emergency end of quotes you see god never leads us otherwise than we choose to be led when we make complaints concerning his ways he permits us to have our wishes to be granted but sooner or later we will see why it is not wise for us to give alternative suggestions to god the lord permitted the children of israel to select a king for themselves and they saw the evil of it the lord permitted balaam to Go in the direction that he was not supposed to go. On the way, his donkey started to speak, and the angel was about to destroy him. He saw the evil of it. The Lord permitted the children of Israel to make their requests, and after making their requests, he gave them what they wanted. My brothers and sisters, I learned this lesson do not complain of anything that the Lord has permitted to come to you or any responsibility he has given to you. If the Lord has said, This is what I'm going to do, be, trust the Lord trust his love trust his wisdom that that thing he has said you cannot make alternative suggestions that will be better the lord said to moses you will be the one to lead he is suggesting that the burden was too great for him what did the lord do the lord didn't bring any brand new power to uh, those 70 elders the bible records this records it so that we understand that moses could actually handle it but was just affected by the murmuring the bible says that god took of the spirit that was in moses and distributed it among those 70 elders. So that means Moses actually had the power to bear it. So that is why the Lord took of the spirit that was in Moses. The Lord ensured that he did it in that manner so that Moses would understand and that we also would understand that he could have, He could have actually handled that responsibility. Let us not complain when the Lord grants to us responsibilities. We can do it. We, can, we have to trust in the Lord and do it as he wants us to. We need to learn to trust God to give us grace to carry out the tasks that he asks us to do. Moses could have trusted in God and we should learn to do the same. Another lesson we learn from here of course is the issue of the diet itself. God kept flesh food from them for their own good, and it was better for them to eat a plant based diet so that they would not be stimulated and be out of control. We read in the book of Proverbs 23, verse 20 and 21 it says, Be not among wine beavers, among riotous eaters of flesh, for the drunkard and the gluten shall come to poverty, and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. It has never been for man's best good. It has not been in our interest to subsist on a flesh or animal based diet. Today, there are a lot of studies being done to this effect and even the world has discovered the effect of the animal based diet not just on our health but also on our character. There have been experiments done. Prisoners, some given. The animal based diet and others given the plant based diet to see what will be the effect on character. And it was found that those subsisting on the animal based diet, when they are usually granted their bill, they usually come back in a very large percentage. But more than 90% of those subsisting on the plant based diet, they become mild, they become sober, they become calm, and rarely come back to the prison. You see, God knows how, the, how these things affect our character, and it was in his best in the best interest of the children of Israel that He gave to them the animal the plant-based diet, and the manna, like the Bible said, was like coriander seed. We read in the devotion for today it says God might as easily have provided them with flesh as with manna, but a restriction was placed upon them for their good. It was His purpose to supply them with food better suited to their wants than the feverish diet to which many had become accustomed in Egypt. The perverted appetite was to be brought into a more healthy state that they might enjoy the food originally provided for man which is the fruits of the earth which God gave to Adam and Eve in Eden. It was for this reason that the Israelites had been deprived in a great measure of animal food. It's not as if there was no flesh for them, they were eating it but they wanted more There was flesh food. Apart from the manna that was coming, I believe that there were quails also in the evenings. They had these things, but they wanted more. They wanted to be riotous eaters of flesh. And it was the Lord's desire to take them, to wean them off from a flesh-based diet. And weaning them off, it was good for them, for their body. They were in good health. But when they started to eat this animal-based diet, what happened to them? Some of them, the food itself killed them. Others, the Lord himself destroyed them and for us today, as we make a change in our diet, because it is also important in these last days, we see people struggling with sensuality, there is so much promiscuity, pornography, masturbation, these scenes and even violence, these things are to a large degree stimulated, uh, uh, they are also enhanced by an animal-based diet. A plant-based diet does the opposite, It helps in the health and in the character. The physical and the moral are closely intertwined. If the body is not kept in a clean, pure state, it will also affect the character. But if it is kept clean, and that is what the plant-based diet does, it helps to keep you calm. Violence will be reduced sensuality will be reduced. Do you struggle with sensuality? Maybe you should think of this. It will help you to if you change your diet. And this is what the Lord's plan has always been for us. But they complained. Are we also going to complain about the health reform? Are we also going to complain when the Lord gives us a different food that is better for our health as the world has even testified? What do you think will happen to us? the same thing that happened to the children of israel especially when we know it has been proven beyond every reasonable doubt that this is the best diet for our health many documentaries have been done they keep doing them in the numbers year by year as to how even the athletes those who are in the sports it is this same animal based diet that makes them to get weak and the plant-based diet makes them get stronger look at the footballers look at the athletes, many of them, are, to a large degree, even if they are not completely plant plant eaters without taking animals at all, many of them, they take very little of the animal-based diet. Some of them do not even take it at all. People like uh, Mike Tyson and uh, people like Novak Djokovic, many of them do not even take the animal-based diet at all. Why? To keep themselves in a good health. Many footballers, I remember people like uh, Messi, Sergio Aguero, many of them, they subsist to a very large degree to avoid injuries in their body on the plant-based diet. So, no child of God who knows these things can claim to have an excuse as to why they would do things that would put their body in a less favorable condition. Since we know what is best, why not do it? When you know what is good and you don't do it, what does the Bible say that is? To him who knows what is good and does not do it, and of course if it's available for him to do it, the Bible says this sin. And this is what we need to think about. When you know what is good for your body and you complain and you say, no, I cannot do it, I won't do it. Are you not being rebellious like the children of Israel? That's something we need to consider. We need to ensure that we give to ourselves what the Lord has permitted to for us to have, which is good for us. Now, if you notice what is happening now, since that day of the idolatry, before the idolatry, I remember, the people complained that they wanted water. There was no water. The water was bitter and they murmured and complained. Take note of how the Lord behaved. He didn't strike anybody. He just gave them water to drink and it was fine. And then another time they complained that they were hungry and that their cattle was going to die and they also were going to die in the wilderness and they told Moses, Oh, to God you had left us in Egypt. Did you bring us out out of Egypt so that we can die in this place where there are no graves in Egypt for us to be buried that you brought us here to die? That was a bitter complaint there. And you wonder, why is it that the Lord didn't do anything about it that time? Because this is not the first time they are complaining. This is about, they've complained over and over and then the Lord provided manna for them. You see, he didn't do anything wrong to them. Then again, they went into idolatry. The Lord forgave them. Now they are going into this matter of complaining. Now the Lord struck. Why did the Lord strike? We read from the book Patriarchs and Prophets, page 379, paragraph 1. It says, murmuring and tumults have had been frequent during the journey from the Red Sea to Sinai. The Red Sea to Sinai, not... That's before receiving the commandments. They had already complained. This not not the first time. Continuing. But in pity for their ignorance and blindness, God had not then visited the scene with judgments. But since that time, He had revealed Himself to them at Horeb. They had received great light as they had been witnesses to the majesty, the power and the mercy of God. And their unbelief and discontent incurred the greater guilt. Furthermore, they had covenanted to accept Jehovah as their king and to obey his authority. Their murmuring was now rebellion and as such it must receive prompt and signal punishment, if Israel was to be preserved from anarchy and ruin. The fire of Jehovah burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. The most guilty of the complainers were slain by lightning from the cloud. This is referring to the complaint they even made before this issue of uh, the manna. And asking for flesh and even when they asked for flesh and the bible tells us that while it was in their mouth it brought leanness to their soul that some of them were struck it is because of this same thing their complaining was no longer sincere it was now rebellion how do, what do we mean by no longer sincere that means they knew what they were doing they had gotten enough evidences of god's power they had gotten enough evidences of his existence and his might they had they were in sinai they heard his voice from the mountain they saw the fire they could see the pillar of cloud and pillar of a fire, even those ones God neglected, not negated them, what he is now looking at is, I have spoken directly to these people. They heard my voice. They know I exist. They know my power. They know my might. And yet, in spite of that, they are still complaining. There's no more mercy. And for us, there's that lesson too. If the Lord has been pleased to shed light on our path, and after that, he because of our ignorance he has been pitying our statements our complaining and he leaves us alone if we continue to complain when God has been pleased to give us great light Then, we are incurring the wrath of God upon ourselves. Is your murmuring rebellion? Do you have great light? Has the Lord shown you from his word what the truth is and you are following it and yet you are murmuring? Be careful lest you incur the wrath of God. The Bible tells us in the book of Philippians 2 verse 14 and 15, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light lights in the world. Murmuring and complaining is rebellion to the Lord, especially when you are not ignorant. When you know the ways of the Lord, you know the truth and yet you are murmuring and complaining it is for this reason that these lessons are brought back to our mind even paul himself admonished us that we should look at the story of the children of israel coming out of egypt and going to canaan and the things they did there that we should not repeat it first corinthians 10 reading verse 5 says but with many of them god was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Do not cry for that which is not good for you. The Lord has given us the health reform today. The plant based diet that we are to subsist on, and not just diet, but even other things that have to do with our health like sleeping, water, the air we breathe, exercise, trust in God, they be temperate in all things all of these in the sunlight they are part of what the lord has given to us to graciously use to keep ourselves in good health it is not for us to complain because the lord will not be pleased with us verse 7 says neither be ye idolaters as some of them were as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand neither let us tempt christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer brothers and sisters this is a warning to us as we go on this journey do not let your eyes be directed to things that are apparently troublesome whereas they actually are not troublesome, especially when it comes to the issue of our health and diet. Do not let anyone turn your eyes back to Egypt to make you compare your present life as you are journey into Canaan to your former life in Egypt and paint it in such colors to make it look as if the present one is not as attractive and beautiful and nice as the former one. If you do not hate sin, you would accept such complaints and such suggestions. Remember that we must hate Egypt, must hate our former life of sin and that nobody who brings it up to us should be entertained and we should not entertain the thought of our past life thinking that we want to go back to it as if it is better than what we have now. It is not better and do not let the devil Paint such a picture in your mind to make you think that the, pres- the past life of sin is better than the present life. Journeying, journeying to the kingdom of God. Be careful as you move on your journey. That brother and sister who are also on the journey with you. It's not it's strange enough. People who claim to be on the same journey with you. But they are always complaining either of the, the things that are done in the church or the ways of the Lord or the things that the Lord has permitted to happen to you unto themselves, they are always complaining about it, beware of such people, rebuke, exhort, correct, but do not accept such suggestions, my people, so that we will not lose our crown. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, please protect us and help us, Lord, to hate sin and love righteousness. Help us, Lord, to never see the suggestion of going back to Egypt as a good suggestion. Help us to repulse it that anyone who is taking us back to such thoughts We will not entertain. We pray, Father, also specifically for the issue of complaining. Help us, Lord, not to murmur or complain. Whatever thing you permit to come our way, help us, Lord, to see the beauty, the wisdom, and the love in your decisions for us. Help us also not to complain of the responsibilities that you've granted to us, but rather help us to trust in you that you will also grant us the strength to perform whatever you have asked us to do. And I pray, Lord, on the matter of our health and the matter of the things that you have given us, the way you, the lifestyle you have carved out for us to live. Help us, Lord, not to see it as a negative thing, but help us to rejoice in it. Help us, Lord, to see the blessing in health reform. Help us to see the blessing in the things you have chosen for us to eat and the life you have chosen for us to live that that we will not complain about it but we will present it to others in such attractive light that they also will want to join in doing the same things thank you lord for hearing our prayers and answering in jesus name i've prayed amen